Welcome to the Arlington Street Church podcast. Founded in 1729, Arlington Street continues today as a gathering place for progressive people of faith in the greater Boston area and beyond. We are located at the corner of Arlington and Boylston Streets, across from the Public Garden in Boston, Massachusetts. Please visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church, gathered in love and service for justice and peace. On Tuesday morning, Kem and I walked to the polls in the pouring rain. The poll workers thanked us for coming out, but I thought this doesn't even register on the Richter scale of what our ancestors did for the chance to vote, especially our female ancestors and ancestors of color. All honor and glory to them. And then I thought, in a way I've never thought before, voting is really a radical act of faith. Engaging with the possibility of shaping the future and the willingness to act as if we believe in that future. In every generation, preachers have preached that the world is coming to an end. The standard instructions say, abandon worldly things, straighten up your act, and look to heaven. And here's the Unitarian Universalist response. The world as we know it is always ending. What comes next is up to each of us. We are called not to give in or give up, not on our watch, but to bear down, set our minds and hearts and hands in the service of saving what is worth saving and love like there's no tomorrow. The husband and wife musical duo, Tanya and Michael Trotter, are known as the War and Treaty. Friends discovered them at New Orleans Jazz Fest this year. On a perfect August evening, they came with their band to play the Payamet Tent on Cape Cod. The entire experience was electrifying. One of my favorite new songs is their Love Like There's No Tomorrow. It says in part, Loving every night and day, loving all our troubles away, we're going to love like there's no tomorrow. Loving every minute and hour, loving past our own power, we're going to love like there's no tomorrow. Loving on down to the wire, love burning like a wildfire, we're going to love like there's no tomorrow. Love for my kindred, love past the color, love for the nations, love, love, love. We're going to love like there's no tomorrow. 21 years ago this morning, four terrorist attacks were carried out against the United States by the militant extremist network Al-Qaeda, a murderous suicide mission that unleashed a long tail of unadulterated hatred both here and at home, in Afghanistan and in Iraq. Whether or not we are conscious of it, we continue to metabolize the poison of that hatred every single day. 
On one of the early 9-11 anniversaries, I moderated a panel that included Massachusetts residents Susan Reddick, whose husband David seated next to a terrorist on a New York-bound plane, died when Flight 11 hit the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Susan had a young son and daughter, and she was pregnant. It would have been completely understandable had she turned inward to attend to her family and her grief. Instead, she and 9-11 widow Patty Quigley pooled their financial support they had received from strangers, from their husband's companies and insurance, and co-founded Beyond the 11th, providing literacy classes, job training, and microloans to support Afghan widows. Patty explains their vision. These widows were widows because of the same terrorists that killed our husbands. Dina Reddick, the baby born after her father's murder, says, I'm so proud that from her pain, mom decided to show kindness to others. When so much of the United States was filled with hatred, bigotry, violence, and war, she was full of love. Dear ones, would you rather wake up every morning filled with hatred or filled with love? Aimless or purposeful? Angry or joyful? These are not rhetorical questions. And this directive is as pragmatic as it is in the service of our spiritual growth. Let us not cede our power to despair. Whether or not we believe that what we do will tip the scales toward justice and peace, it is undeniably true that it will make a difference to us and to those whose lives our lives touch. I want to say just a little bit about my beloved colleague, Reverend Rob Eller Isaacs, who died last month at the age of 70. Rob grew up on the south side of Chicago. Long before my time, he interned here at Arlington Street and was a close friend of our own Reverend John Gibbons and Reverend George and Gaby Whitehouse. He went on to serve with his wife, Jan, at our congregations in Oakland and St. Paul, and from that, he showed me the potential for an urban church to be at the heart of community development, to be both a spiritual community and an essential partner in restoring our cities by hosting social services and nonprofit partners, especially in music and arts. Robbie's spiritual practices included singing, chanting, memorizing poetry, Tai Chi, reading, journaling, and prayer. He could be tough. He insisted that every member of his congregation commit to a spiritual practice as a daily ritual to keep them centered and make them fit for usefulness. I invite you to join me in honoring him today by thinking about what gifts of the Spirit we might bring to this new church year. Curiosity, wonder, 
awe, generosity. After the sermon, I'm going to ask you to write down a gift or two, if you will, so Reverend Beth and I can share them from the pulpit with everyone. Our colleague Jen Crow said this about Rob, and what a beautiful tribute and a challenge to each of us. Central to his ministry was the idea that there are no other people's children. We are all responsible for one another. And if we can practice feeling and expressing the same kind of love we have for our beloveds, for everyone we meet, it will change everything. I think of the close of Gwendolyn Brooks' poem, Paul Robeson, she wrote, we are each other's harvest. We are each other's business. We are each other's magnitude and bond. On April 3rd, 1968, on the day before he was murdered, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his mountaintop speech to the striking sanitation workers of Memphis. Like so many of us, I can hear his voice, the cadence of his words from that final speech, his last sermon. Today, I'm thinking of the part that began, well, I don't know what will happen now. We've got some difficult days ahead. But it doesn't matter with me now. Because I've been to the mountaintop and I don't mind. Like anybody, I would like to live a long life. Longevity has its place. But I'm not concerned about that now, he said. I just want to do God's will. I just want to do God's will. We can choose to do whatever we want with those words. I pray that we choose to do something. I want to thank John Anderson Miller, Chair of Arlington Street's Restoration Committee, for so much, and in this moment, for leading me to poet Brad Aaron Maudlin. This is his wildly exuberant, with somebody who loves me. In my daydream, I take the 9 a.m. train and greet everyone on it. I say, in this messy and sometimes destructive world, let's create something. I show them the elaborate group dance I have choreographed, and everyone eagerly leaps to their feet. Because we all have pretty decent coordination and timing, no one says, dancing's not really my thing. <laughs> Giving a burst of joys to strangers is just too hard. We practice super speed and at the last stop before the city, an unsuspecting audience boards. I strike up the old boombox and we all become alive and hopeful. Look at such a world as the one we live in. A world that has such a generous amateur dancers in it. <laughs> My baby takes the morning train. We sing and each of the harried commuters, the balding uncles, the bobbing kids, realizes that the song is about them. That each of them is someone's baby taking that morning train. When the train stops, we all burst out. We find strangers on the sidewalks, take their hands and lead them in waltzes and polkas. 
They call their friends to join. The city orchestra hears the crowd and runs toward us. Cellos and tubas lightweight in their hands. The mayor declares it a holiday. We all toss away our afternoon to-do lists, our planners and plans without a second glance. The orchestra lifts its batons and its bows and the whole city becomes a giant tea dance. Beloved spiritual companions, I pray that we honor our ancestors, engage with the possibility of shaping the future, and find the willingness to act as if we believe in that future. Let us not cede our power to despair. We are called not to give in or give up, but to bear down, set our minds and hearts and hands in the service of saving what is worth saving, and love like there's no tomorrow. Love like there's no tomorrow. Amen. And now for our benediction, I invite you to put your hands over your heart in namaste. I bow to the divine in you. From American songwriter and singer Bob Frankie. It's so easy to dream of the days gone by. It's a hard thing to think of the times to come. But the grace to accept every moment as a gift is a gift that is given to some. What can we do with our days? But work and hope, let our dreams bind our work to our play. What can we do with each moment of our lives? but love till we've loved it away. Let us keep this faith, beloveds, and pass it on. The service begins when the service ends. Bless your hearts. I love you. Amen. visit ASCBoston.org for more information about this historic Unitarian Universalist congregation. Arlington Street Church. 
gathered in love and service for justice and peace.